The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quinarius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Most gracious and giving God, we thank you for the gift of this Christmas present named Jesus. Let us be at peace with you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Christmas scene opens with the Roman trumpets blaring, an order coming from Caesar Augustus when Quinarius was governor of Caesar, Syria. And all the world jumps up and they go back to the towns where they were born to be enrolled. Roman peace, 
Roman domination. One man, one Roman man named Caesar Augustus gives an order and the world begins to move. But our story isn't about Rome. Our story is about the Jews. One of the peoples in the Roman world that were subjugated. And in Luke's world, they were subject to the whims and rages of Roman rulers. And they were subject to what the Roman army wanted. That's life in the outlying provinces where order is maintained at any cost and the tax is gathered and sent to Rome. If we only start with Luke 2, we miss the power of Luke 1. Luke 1 is a long chapter, 80-some verses, and it starts the Christmas story under God, not under Rome. Luke's story starts out in the temple, in the Holy of the Holies, that quiet, dark place, that place is the spiritual center of the Jerusalem temple and therefore the center of the universe. It starts not with the governor of Syria, but with an old priest and an old woman from the tribe of Aaron. The old priest meets an angel while carrying out his part in the worship temple service. It's Luke's story. And it talks about Rome, but it doesn't center on Rome, not the Roman world, but the Jewish universe. A shift in our thinking. And it's here, in God's universe, that Gabriel starts to work. He appears to that young Jewish woman and asked to bear God's son. And she has courage. She talks back to the angel. And she has courage to take on the pregnancy, even though it may mean her death. So why would Mary do this? The reason is Mary was faithful. She was willing to be the key person in God's plan to turn the world right side up, to bring down the powerful from their thrones, and to raise up the oppressed to feed the hungry with good things of creation, 
and those who were full to send away empty, to help the Jewish people to remember the promises made to Abraham. And in this world, Caesar may issue orders, but God is keeping promises, and that's more important. The story goes on. Mary accepts her role. And right after she becomes pregnant, she goes to the hill country of Judea to the shelter of Elizabeth. And Zechariah is there too. The characters are there. But even something more important Luke, the storyteller, through the voice of an angel, tells us that Elizabeth and Mary are kinspeople. This means that Mary has the possibility of being a daughter of Aaron and of the priestly family, just like Elizabeth. And because the priestly families appear to be marrying only within the clan, that makes it possible that Joseph, too, is a descendant of Aaron and a relative of priest. And this means that Jesus, too, is identified as on the throne of his father, David, of the family of Aaron. So this story that we know so well ties in priesthood and kingship of David. And there is a balance in the world with the birth of Christ. So as we read chapter 1 into chapter 2, we realize that there is not only power of God at work, but there is also the power of family. When Mary faces danger, she goes to family and is sheltered. That's what families do. And when Caesar demonstrates his power in the world, all he really does is reunite families back in their hometowns. And so when Mary and Joseph, (coughs) along with the rest of the world, are ordered back into their towns, they are linked with family (coughs) and sheltered. That's what family does. That's the way it works. In the RSV, the translation says, there was no room in the inn for them, in 2.7. But that same word in Luke 22.11 says, and Jesus will make the Passover with his meals in the guest room. If both of those words are translated the same, then Jesus 
and Mary and Joseph were sheltered with the animals because there was no room for them in the guest room. The guest room was already full. But family is not turned away. In Luke's world, he tells us that family provided shelter and support. That's why Mary and Joseph were not concerned 12 years later when they were returning from their annual trip to the Passover pilgrimage in Jerusalem. They weren't worried that they had not seen Jesus because in the group of travelers, they were with family. And later, 33 years later, when Luke tells the story of the daughters of Jerusalem to come out to mourn for their brother Jesus as Rome leads him to his execution, that is also what family does. So this event, not in an inn, but in a guest room. Not in the guest room, but in the shelter of the barn. And so the story goes on. The angel appears to the shepherds in the field guarding the flock. And the angel says, a baby is born to you. The angel could have said the baby was born to Mary. Or the angel could have said the baby is born to the family of David. But it said to you. Sometimes we who interpret the Bible jump ahead to talk about salvation to you. But that's not the point of the story. The point is, a baby is born. And there is good news of the birth. A baby is born to a family. And the shepherds are part of that family. And hearing the family news, the shepherds go to welcome the baby and to congratulate the parents. And when they arrive, they find that they are part of a family ritual of forecasting the future artistic and intellectual accomplishments of the child. Only they have more to tell. They're not saying that the baby looks like Uncle Aaron or that the baby has pianist hands. They are saying they heard the angel singing in the night, and so they tell the story, because that's what family does. And Mary, we are told, reflects on all of this, treasuring everything that had been said, because that's what mothers do. And if we would add one more verse, 21, we find that Jesus is named and Jesus is circumcised because this is what Jewish families do. So that's what Christmas is about. 
We're here today to affirm the message that the greatest news the world has ever heard is based in love, is based in family, is based in God's family, and that God can touch ordinary people and turn it into something beautiful. Why? Because a baby was born in the little town of Bethlehem who was named Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Merry Christmas.